is the Doctor. President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castorbrus. Hey, you fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 51. We are back. We're back, yes. Back in a hot seat. And I'm back home after a six weeks exile. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not recording in a car or trying to find a quiet room at some friend's house. I'm home, sat next to the cat. So yeah, back in my comfort zone. Awesome. It, yeah. feels, uh, it feels like we've been away for a lot longer than what we have. It really does, actually, yeah. We yeah, I was just, just thinking that. Yeah. It's um, one of those things where you get into a routine, I think. And then yeah. when you don't do it for even just a little while, it's like, what? what is it we say there? Oh, oh, I, yeah, I remember, yeah. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to get the Big Blue Box podcast in one go on your first take and you did, so you still got it, which is... <laughs> just about. I've still got it. Yeah, a lot it, of people find it a mouth with us. It's funny, when I see sort of people talking about it on YouTube or, or just mention this, it's, it seems quite a mouthful. <laughs> Should we change the name? No, no. Too late now. Should we just call it the BBB? The BBB. Yeah. Nah. I, I kind of like that, but no. <laughs> it doesn't have the same charm. No, it doesn't. No, it sounds a little <laughs> bit too much like BBC. Yes. Yeah. And we don't want that. No, we don't want that. So how have you been? <laughs> uh, I've been really, really busy, but good at the same time. Yeah? Yeah. So um, we've both been busy with stuff, but yeah, it's just one of those times where... Because uh, we, we were going to take a week off anyway. Um, because just life, I suppose. Yeah. Life and stuff and busy and needed to take a just a week's break. Some time out. Yeah. And then I started a new job. So I've been up and down a little bit. I've been up in the northeast because that's where the office is and getting my head around all that. But uh, just like you, mate, I'm back home and settled and ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, just been doing just normal, boring, lifey job stuff, really. Um, what about you, buddy? Well, yeah, I mean, I, as I say, I've been, I've had to sort of, um, I had to move out for a, sort of nearly two months out of my home, so it's been a bit of a mad couple of months, um, but it's also been fun. And in that week off that you mentioned, um, that was my birthday week, and I went down to Wales. Um, but it was, it wasn't Cardiff, Wales, which I've still got to do. We really, really want to go to the uh, Doctor Who experience down there, but I will get there one day. Um, I was more sort of Anglesey way, um, okay. but I was, I did go and try and find the location of the five doctors because while I was there, I was just looking for any locations I was near and I realised I was right on it. Oh. So I kind of dragged my aunt and uncle around <laughs> all these tiny little roads in Wales trying to find the sort of, um, you know, the beginning of the five doctors, like the Eye of um, Heart, no, yep. the Eye of Orion, isn't it? Yep. Um, that sort of broken castle and there's the steps where the first doctor gets swallowed up by the thing and yeah yeah i was thinking yeah we were right on it now um, unfortunately it was there was a bit of tension that day just because it was raining people were a bit blur and um <laughs> and i didn't want to push it because we got so close and i found the steps i've got a picture of me on the steps where cool, cool. um richard hundrell gets swallowed up you know those 
curly steps. Yep. But I couldn't find the, the, the castle because by the time we got there, the actual place had closed up and um, it was a bit of a nightmare. But I was so close, I was gutted. We were sort of driving home and I'd got my pitch on the steps, which I was pleased with, but I really wanted to find that that little bit where the doc, fifth doctor and Turlo and all that are looking out across. Yeah. Cause I could see all the landscape around me. I could visualize like Cybermen on the hills and <laughs> there's loads of that slate, you know, that's in the five doctors, loads of that around. I really felt like I was there and, and, and that, but yeah, so close, but no cigar. <laughs> no cigar. Yeah. No, that no. Sounds but cool I did though, try. But... I thought, you know, I thought it was my mission to get a doctor who location in while I was there. I think I, I probably went past the hill that was in, um, uh, you know, that had a Yeti on it at some point. Mm-hmm. So I was very close to, to that as well. But yeah, but yeah, so a good week. And I did go to Port Marriott, which is one of my favourite places. So I did a bit of uh, filming down there for a future vid. Coolio. Uh, so yeah, a good a good week. I managed to pack a lot in. Yeah, Nice one, man. Yeah. Have we done the Five Doctors? Is yes. That, did we yeah. do that? I'm sure yeah, we, did. we did. That. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I think that might be my only 10 out of 10 story. That must have been a while ago. Was that last was year? It? Oh, God, you're testing me now. I don't know. I'd have to look back on our little spreadsheet. But I think it when, was. Yeah. 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 I may have I may have chickened out and given it a 9 out of 10 because in my head, I love that story. I could just watch it. Actually, yeah. It was no, episode 19. Ah. And what's have you got the score there? Did I give it a 10 out of 10? You gave it a 10. I did. All yeah. oh, right. I thought I might have bottled it and, and given it a 9 because... 10 out of 10, you know, it's got to be something pretty special. Something special, yeah. I gave it a 9. Yeah, it's a cracker. Yeah. Um, followed afterwards. Actually, yeah, that was... um. Yeah, because that was right after. That was the first one we did after Series 8 had finished. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, gosh. This is scary how long ago this is all, you know, it's all going a bit too quick because Series 9 is just around the corner, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Time is flying by. We're going to talk about that new trailer in a minute. Mm, yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting about that. Yeah. Adam. Yes. I'm livid. Oh, no. Why? Um, <sighs> Has something been burning your bacon? Something's burnt the bacon. Oh, the TARDIS dear. is full of smoke. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> What's up, mate? I was really up for ordering the new Lego stuff. <sighs> yeah. But it's so blooming pricey. Oh. I know Lego's expensive anyway. Those those of you uh, that buy Lego or, or have bought Lego will realise it's not cheap anyways. So I was kind of expecting it to be not your average thing, but, you know, not your average price for something. But, yeah. oh, man. So um, we've mentioned a couple of times over the last few months about this new Lego Dimensions game that's coming, which looks really, really good. And the trailer that Lego put out um, featured doctor who quite heavily in it so it was good to see the doctor alongside batman and um gandalf and all that stuff very yeah. very cool um pre-order went up the other day uh, was it yesterday or day before yesterday um yeah so you have to buy the starter pack which i thought that's kind of the thing with these interactive physical toys with games recently last couple of years um like the uh the disney one that they did with all the Pixar characters and Pirates of the Caribbean, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so the starter pack is a hundred quid. So before you even get going with Doctor Who, you have to buy that, and that doesn't include any of the Doctor Who stuff. So that's a one right mm. there. And then if you want to get the Doctor and that whole special level or part of the game, if you like, you have to buy the Doctor Who pack, um, 
and there's a couple of those. Oh, is there? Yes. Oh, I thought there was only one. No, there's a couple. Oh. Um, so the Doctor Who pack, which is like the the base one, if you like, uh, the entry level one, is um, the cheapest I found. It is twenty six quid on right. Amazon. Yeah, starting to add up. Yeah, yeah, um, and that gives you. Um, let's have a look. So it gives you the Doctor himself, the little figure. Um, it gives you the TARDIS, um, and it gives you. Is it K nine? K nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is. You know, which is quite cool. And they look really good. The little TARDIS looks really, really good. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's just the fact that you have to... you have to. Oh, it's weird because you have to splash out for the starter pack, which is not cheap. So you would have thought that they would have given you at least some area within the game, you know, a slightly Doctor Who without having to go out and buy another pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. I, th- I think the starter pack includes the, the quote-unquote, the popular figures, which is Batman... The girl from the Lego movie, and I think it's Gandalf. Yeah. Um, so that's and then cool. there's some there's something else as well, isn't there? There's another thing you, you can get. Someone was saying by the time you've got it all, it's about two hundred pounds. Yeah. Well, the other pack you can buy, which is an add-on for the Doctor Who add-on, um, <laughs> is called the Doctor Who Fun Pack. Um, oh, that's it. Yeah. And, and that's slightly cheaper. That's fifteen quid that I can find on Amazon. But that's right. just two figures. That's just a Cyberman and a Dalek. All right. Okay. So nothing great there. And um, when I was reading on, I think it was on the Lego blog or some blog about it, there's going to be another Doctor Who pack released potentially further down the line. So that's another at least 15 quid or 20 quid, whatever. Yeah. So not best, please, buddy. No, I, and I, I agree with you. I'm going to throw my sausages into the pan and fry them as well because I was so excited about this when we when we watched the trailer. And we were talking about it, and it just was a brilliant trailer, wasn't it? You know, yeah. it really did. I thought, I've got, I've got to get this. This looks great. Even though I'm not a massive gamer, it really appeals to me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I expected it to be, you know, uh, I expected it to be a high price, but even I wasn't expecting to have to fork out all of this, you know, for, like you said, for all these different little bits that it is, it's too much, I really do think. And also... You know, mums and dads, kids, can they afford this stuff? It's it's a shame because I, I, I don't think it needs to be this expensive. You know, I mean, I, I, I think it will be brilliant and I, I know I'll give in and get it. Um, but I won't be rushing out and buying it like perhaps I would have done if it had just been a bit cheaper. I, and I honestly mean that because I know I'm, you know what I'm like. I'm very weak-willed. If you'd have seen the amount of deliveries that are waiting for me <laughs> when I got home yesterday, um, I'm, I'm not the best person for waiting. I tend to want to get it straight away. But this price, honestly, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait a bit before you know before I get it because it's it's yeah. just too much to fork out in one go. No, I read you. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you. I'm I'm with you on this one. Yeah, and what I sometimes do with um with video games is, um if it, if there's a game coming out that uh, I like but I'm not too you know really hungry to play it. Um, I'll leave it a while, and these things do have a habit of dropping down in price, yeah. especially with video games. If you leave it for like three or four months, they normally go down from like £45, I think it is roughly, to like 25 somewhere. Like yeah. Sainsbury's or Tesco normally throw up a deal somewhere. Or, or oh, they're Amazon bound to, aren't they? Yeah. I've got a feeling, though, that this isn't going to drop anytime soon, mm. purely because of its Lego and the popularity and stuff. I imagine it will come down a bit. Probably at Christmas there'll be a deal or something, but I think I'm going to have to sit this one out because I'm not paying, what is it, so 25, yeah, so I'm not paying 140 quid 
or 150 quid, whatever. As much as I love Doctor Who and as much as I love Lego, yeah. I don't love paying that much immediately when I know it's going to be cheaper later on. So, Well, also, and there's so much other stuff. You know, I mean, it's, it's not cheap being a Doctor Who fan, is it? I mean, there is so much great stuff coming out at the minute. And you sort of, you know, like I said, I'm not very good at curtailing my spending. But at some point you have to sit back and think, right, you know, there's all this stuff. What am I going to? I can't buy it all. It's just it's all becoming just a very big yeah. market tool, and it's great because yeah. there is some great stuff out there. I mean, I I really want the new, um, twelve Doctor Sonic remote control TV remote. You know, the one that f- extends and stuff. Just looks fantastic. I'd yeah. love to get yeah. that. I know you've got the, I've got the tenth Doctor, what, tenth yeah. Doctor one as well, and I would really like that. And that's at a really good price at the minute. They've just reduced it to around about the fifty quid. And mm-hmm. how much did you pay for yours? Uh, I got mine for. Uh, I think it was 50 quid, actually, at the yeah. Doctor Who experience, yeah. I remember you got it for a decent price, yeah. I mean, that's something else I would just love, you know. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff out there, but it's it's getting pricey being a Doctor Who fan. It is, indeed. It and really I was, is. Yeah, and the thing is, um, let's just continue the rant a little bit more. <laughs> okay. So, um, I was up in uh, Newcastle last week, and I wandered into HMV, as you do, and... Um, they had quite a large section there for movie and TV soundtracks. Oh, yeah. So I thought, okay, cool, let's have a, let's have a wee look. And all of the Doctor Who soundtracks are all in my Spotify. Yeah. Um, I haven't got any physical um, CDs of Doctor Who music. Oh, right. Um, I've got some on vinyl, but I haven't actually got a CD because I listen to pretty much everything digitally anyway. Yeah. So everything's just saved in my Spotify, which is cool. Um, but I thought, do you know what? I, I wouldn't mind having... Um, uh, some Doctor Who to listen to in the car. Um, so I was looking through all the other TV soundtracks. Um, loads of them were like three ninety nine. I thought that's cheap. Let's have a look. Mm-hmm. Got to Doctor Who, thirteen ninety nine. All yeah. of them, even back to series two, the series one and two stuff. No, it's just, it's, yeah, I know on? what you're saying. Yeah, you're, not gonna, you're just not going to pay it, are you? I was thinking actually, did they have the latest one, the series nine soundtrack? They did. Yeah, and was yes. that the same price? Um, no, that was seventeen ninety nine. Oh, right. I think. Yeah, see, yeah. that's probably the only one I would be tempted to pay anything near that price for because it's three discs, um, and if it's in the nice box, you get like a thing that folds out of all the posters on. Do you know I mean, you're sort of getting something for your money. Yeah. But I would, yeah, I probably wouldn't pay eighteen quid. I don't know. I think sort of if it's thirteen ninety nine, that's the only one I'd say get um, for that price. Yeah. 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 So yeah, st- stick to your digital. <laughs> stick to your stick to <laughs> stick your digital, to your digital stuff. Digital, yeah. 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 Well, I suppose you will if it's that price, won't you? Well, yeah. Unless you unless you want it on your shelf or in your car. Yeah. Yeah, I might just burn a CD from whatever. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. we shouldn't be encouraging it, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, I've got well, the yeah. I can buy whatever. Oh, it's, it's funny. I'm just thinking. Yeah, burning CDs, burning bacon. It's all. It's a lot of burning going on in the TARDIS today. Sure. Yeah. Shall we stop ranting and get into the news? Shall we do that? Yeah, I think we should. Let's land it. Yeah, love that. So first up in news, uh, our US friends are going to get a very cool uh, cinema trip coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so BBC America and a company called Fathom Events um, have arranged a special 3D cinema showing of uh, last year's um, 
two-parter to finish up Series 8, which is Dark Water and Death in Heaven. Um, on September 15th and 16th, um, you'll be able to book tickets to go to um, a full-on 3D screening with Dolby Atmos as well, Ooh. which is the swanking you uh, sound format from those guys. Um, do you know what, Doctor Who, they do, uh, the BBC, they do spend um, a decent amount of money on on decent kit these days. Yeah, which is good, yeah. Just um, just as I read that, and I joined the dots then, a Doctor Who in the cinema in 3D in Dolby Atmos. Mm. It's quite cool. So, um, yeah, so I'm not sure. I think, yeah, if um, US guys, if you go to fathomevent.com, um, I think tickets will go, tickets are already on sale, um, and it's on the 15th and 16th. Um, so that will be a really cool one um, to lead you nicely into Series 9. Yeah, because I, I, I must admit, when I first heard about this, I was a bit surprised, actually. But the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. But the two things I, I first thought was, why would you want to go and see those in the cinema? But yes, I suppose it's to lead into the new series. So that yeah. makes sense, I suppose. Because, yeah. I mean, they're not the best episodes. That's that's why I was thinking. I was thinking, Dark Water, yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. Death in Heaven was just depressing, and I didn't really think that much of it. But, you know, I was thinking, well, I wouldn't really go to cinema to see them. But... Yeah, it makes sense because it's going to lead into new series, so that, I get that. But yeah. then I was thinking in 3D. That was the other thing that surprised me because I didn't know they were filmed. Well, they weren't filmed in 3D, so I assume they've been sort of uh, digitally altered or whatever they do. Yes. Um, but yeah. I found that so strange. I was thinking in 3D. So I was a bit, yeah, I was a bit miffed when this was first announced just because of that. And I thought, well, A, I don't know that I'd bother going to see them in the cinema because um, I didn't think they were that great. And B... How how are they suddenly being put in three D? And I know there was yeah. a lot of I know there was a lot of um, discussion, which we often hit upon. A lot of UK fans are saying, "Oh, it's you know US getting it all again, and we're not getting anything." And you know there was a little bit of that which I agreed with. But then I was thinking, I'm actually not that bothered because I don't even if this was over here, I don't think I'd bother with it. I don't know about you, but um, I probably I probably wouldn't bother going to see these at the cinema. Yeah, if it was a if it was two other episodes from from series eight i might do mm. um although the 3d stuff might be interesting i've got um you've kind of sold it to me with what you just said actually with the 3d and the and the sound yeah so I maybe could, i would but i think as an experience i think seeing mm. those two episodes in the cinema with i think that would be cool yeah. um because i'm not really a fan of 3d whenever people are going to the cinema and i'm like can we not see it in 3d i'd rather see it in 2d i mean i think the only things that I quite enjoyed in 3D was the Hobbit movies um, and a couple of other bits. But I've got um, uh, the the Day of the Doctor um, I've got on Blu-ray in 3D. And yeah. that's not too bad. They've done a decent job, I think, with that. So if they've if, if the quality is there with these ones as it has, has been with that one, I think it could be quite cool. But, yeah, maybe it would just be better to have maybe two, maybe a couple of different... Um, episodes from series eight i would say yeah i mean i'd like to see uh, for example sort of mummy on the on express in 3d can you imagine the mummy's hand coming oh, yeah. out with you in 3d now that would be cool you know that so i mean i'm right. not a big fan of 3d for i mean because it it very often doesn't get utilized particularly well um i think so it almost sort of feels like it's there because it has to be rather than because they've thought of a reason for it being there right. so yeah. yeah but yeah no, i know what you mean actually i probably if it was here i probably would go and see it but i'm not going to jump on a plane 
than go to the US just to see it. <laughs> I, I would imagine it'll, it, if they've gone to all this effort to transfer it to 3D, I'm assuming at some point they're going to do a release of it on Blu-ray or something, would you think? They are going to release them. They are? Yeah, so these oh, will right. be released on Blu-ray in 3D at the end of September. In the UK? I'm not sure. Um, oh. This was a statement by BBC Worldwide, so um, right. I'm not sure. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, not surprised to hear that. Okay, um, in other news, um, how's your bank balance, Gary? Have you got a couple of grand kicking round? Not at the moment. Oh, all right, because um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's going to be an auction, um, and if you did have between what was it, six six thousand? Is he? Let's have a look. Four and six k. Four and six k. I mean, that's the estimated. He could go for more. You could own Dalek Dave. Yay. From uh, you know Dalek Dave, of he's course, from um, does. <laughs> he's from the um, the drama and Adventure in Space of Time. He's one of the Daleks that was featured in that, and I mean he's he looks brilliant. He's obviously based on the original design, um, and there's going to be it's the Prop Store Entertainment Memorabilia Live Auction. God, you thought Big Blue Box Podcast <laughs> was a mouthful. So yeah, this has been held on the 23rd of September at the BFI IMAX in London. Um, it's going to be this big auction. There's loads of good stuff, actually. They've got um, Spock's costume from Star Trek. I mean, I, I love the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Stormtrooper helmet from Star Wars. There's one for you. Yep. Uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman tunic. Um, not sure I'd fit into that. Uh, there's stuff from Blade Runner, Monty Python. There's loads of good stuff. And what I do like is that even if you haven't got a couple of grand on the hip, um, and you can't go to the auction. They are doing like a free preview exhibition, so you can actually go along and have a look at the stuff. So that might be quite. That might be worth a little trip up, actually. That would be cool. Yeah, I would love to 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 bid on something, hoping I'd get outbid, but just the feeling of bidding on something cool like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think the you'll be able to download the catalog for it. Um, I think next week at some point, or the week after. Yeah, um, which will detail everything that they're going to be auctioning and and what you need to do and stuff. But this would be cool. I must admit, having an original Dalek design prop would be pretty sweet. And he looks great. I mean, because mm. I would just love to be sort of watching Adventure Space of Time, seeing him on the bridge, and then just look to my left and saying, there's Dalek Dave, he's sat next to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to have it in your room, um, mm. I just think it would be, would be great. And four to six grand, he'll probably... You never know with these things. They can go, that's just a guide price. He could go for a lot more or he, or he might only go for that. You never know. But, yeah, somebody's going to be a lucky person if they get that, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. But I know what you mean about the bidding, by the way. it's I've only ever been to one auction, and it was a Doctor Who auction, and it is so much fun. And you really do get caught up in the thing. And thank goodness I didn't sign up to bid because I would have <laughs> – you, you really get caught up in it. I would have been like buying all sorts and then thinking, oh my God, you know, I, owe, me. I yeah. owe about 80 grand to the bid. <laughs> yeah, because you do, you really like, you think, oh, that's only a couple of hundred. I could, oh, maybe I could get that. And, you know, and then suddenly you, they add on all their extra bits and, you know, and you've spent a fortune. But yeah. So Also from an adventure in space and time, from mm. that auction is one of the scripts as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Which might be cool. I'm hoping it won't go for as as much as four grand, but might be cool. Little piece of who stuff to own. Yeah, it would. I mean, because I, I uh, Adventure Space Time is one of my favourite things. I mm. absolutely love that drama. I really do love it. Um, and some of the things are sort of two or three hundred pounds, like some of the Monty Python things, Sky Price is 
two to three hundred. So there might be the odd little bit that you can pick up for a decent decent price. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. If I get a chance, uh, when is it? Twenty third September. If I get a chance, I might just pop up and have a have a look. I won't be bidding, but I'm, I would like to sort of go up and have a look at the stuff. I think that'd be really cool if I get a chance, but. You, don't know he- if I will. you heard yeah, that, everybody, f- didn't you? I won't be bidding, so <laughs> yes, I won't. I, I just know that on that podcast that we record after that, I'll be I- sat and recording it inside Dalek Dave. <laughs> inside, inside the Dalek. <laughs> that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. So yeah, we'll um we'll stick a link to that uh, site so you can take a look as well. So that'd be cool. That might be cool to go down there just to hang out and, and yeah. see what's going on. So yeah. Next up. Um, this one is um, is is just insane. I think you'll agree. Yes, so, it is. So, yeah. And, uh, go on. Uh, well, yeah, it's Strax, isn't it? Strax is back. Strax is back in a Strax very un- back. unusual setting. So, um, uh, a big finish who seem to be putting out just loads of good stuff um, at the moment have, have come up with this um, this awesome nugget as well. So, Strax is back in November in an audio drama from Big Finish, um, uh, obviously uh, starring um, Mr. Starkey. Yep. And he's teamed up there. They've, sorry, they've teamed him up with uh, uh, Yago. Is it Yago or Jago? I can't remember. I always say Jago. Jago and Lightfoot. Jago yeah. and Lightfoot. Which is a, a brilliant <laughs> pairing up, I think. I actually think this is a, a really good masterstroke. This is uh, genius. I, yeah, I really do. So when I saw this, I mean, it's got a brilliant cover and the pairing of Jago and Lightfoot and Strax. Um, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely, really, really good idea, I think. I mean, obviously, I haven't heard it yet. It hasn't come out yet. But I think uh, I think it's a really good idea, this. I, I like the sound of it. Yeah. And what's 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 quite incredible is that the two guys who have played Jago and Lightfoot in Big Finish for a little while now are still going. So their, yeah. their series... Um, they're up to series 10 now. These um, are really popular. I, yeah. I mean, I, I have to admit, I'm ashamed to say it because I've got so much big finish and I've got such a big backlog um, to still listen to that I haven't actually got any Jacob Lightfoot. And I'm ashamed to say it because I've heard it's one of their best ranges and people really sort of rave about them. Um, so at some point, I am going to have to pick some of these up. And I don't know if you can, I don't know if this... If you can just start with this one, I don't know if it's going to be self-contained. I think it probably will be. So I might pick this one up because I'm seriously tempted. Um, but they're meant to be brilliant, the Jago and Life Audio. So have you got any? I haven't. No. Um, but I have pre-ordered this one already, this you have. Jago oh, Life Instructs. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, up to Series 10. Now, I've only ever seen the, the, the box art and so on for, for one of them. Um, and I, I was really surprised. I think, yeah, the very first one It's a really cool uh, design they've got for the logo for Jago and Lightfoot. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really cool. So I might be tempted to check it out now, though, because these two guys were really funny in um, the talents of Wing Chiang, weren't they? Yes, they're good, yeah. They're very, very good. So it could be cool. It could be a really good audio to get into. I think so. And I know I know some of the guys we met up with at the Day of the Doctor event, you know, Kai and Matt and, and those guys, and they chat a lot about Big Finish. They're, you know, especially Kai, he's heavily into Big Finish. He really does rate these their audios. He thinks they're some of the best. So, cool. yeah, I, I may have to pre-order this as well. Is it, um, is it £20? It's not. No? It's 15 or something. Re- cheaper? Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's a no-brainer then. No-brainer. Because they're always cheaper to pre-order, aren't they, for a Big Finish? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll definitely 
be picking that up a bit yeah. of strength Jago. then think, i might get back yeah and i think this is also a, another um lean towards more of the modern cast of doctor who getting into big finish as well definitely because you know recently we've seen um uh, river song um and who else was it there's a couple of other people as well um, uh, churchill the churchill stuff yeah the unit stuff unit yeah so this is all really really cool um and it's really good because um it's not like because I'm, I'm assuming that a big finish will never be able to put a current doctor in you know from you know like david tennant or anything like that i'm not sure if there's a time period that needs to expire before they're allowed to to approach him about that or whatever but this is kind of cool in its own way though because while we're not having the main actors who played the doctor um very recently you know star as the doctor all these other characters it really does bring to life their their backstory or the what mm-hmm. they're going on and it does immerse you a lot in the whole doctor who universe without having to watch the the main show this does kind of bring you up to speed because the big finish guys the writing is brilliant yeah it is, you know yeah. it's really cool so jago lightfoot and strax um yeah 15 quid cd 12.99 digital pre-order when's it actually come out uh it's november oh november okay yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i'm going to be pre-ordering that i mean there's just the ones you've mentioned um, there as well. So much good stuff coming out. I've, I've just um, ordered the Six Doctor one, you know, his last adventure, which yeah. uh, I'm really excited to hear, hear that as well. They've actually brought the date forward slightly, so that's, oh. that's coming out soon. Yeah, so, yeah, loads of good stuff. Once again, a <laughs> lot more money. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, but with them, I do think, you know, Good, good stuff to get. Good value. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm just looking. At, we got. We have got a bit more news, um, but um, we should talk a little bit. I think about the series nine trailer um, before we go on to the last bit of news because uh, that dropped a couple of days ago. Where are we? Lost. <laughs> lost track of. Where are we? Friday. Yeah. Is it this week? Yeah. Yeah. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was again a proper good sort of minute trailer, wasn't it? It wasn't just like a little teaser or anything. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, it was pretty awesome, actually. I thought. Pretty spectacular. Yes. I think they've upped their game once more. It looked really promising. There's only one minor thing I thought looked terrible, oh. uh, which was the CGI dragon. I thought looked uh, <laughs> horrific. Um, and I know some guys on Twitter were saying, oh, it's probably not the finished product. But um, guys, trust me, it will be. That's that's what we're getting. But um, that side, and that is a real minor thing to pick out, it looked brilliant. I mean, the production did look pretty good, I thought. Uh, and yeah. loads of stuff to get excited about in that trailer as well. Yes, it was one of those um, uh, trailers that's kind of been the the norm for Doctor Who since, really, I guess, since um, sort of partway through Matt Smith's um, era, where everything just got huge in yeah. terms of, like, um, this kind of cinematic look. And, you know, you know, it was kind of episodes that wouldn't feel out of place going to the cinema watching them. Um, so yeah, it's got that kind of big epic, uh, huge feel to it as well, like it has done mm-hmm. in recent years. And um, I think Capaldi's on form as oh, he was it looks last. Like it. Yeah, he looks really cool. Um, what did you think? Because um, just before this trailer, there was a new image that BBC put out, and it was the Doctor and Clara running from an explosion. Um, oh yeah. Um, what did you think to the Doctor's look? Because I didn't. I don't think I saw what he was wearing in that picture in this trailer in the in the mm. in the picture they put out he had these like checkered trousers on yeah that's right yeah and so on he looks slightly different and in this one i think um we saw a bit more of the hoodie and the 
the sunglasses. Mm. He's definitely looking very cool. Um, but I didn't see the... I could be wrong, but I didn't see the checkered trousers and stuff. No, I don't think... I think it's in the episode with those funny tin... Those They look really chunky, those things, whatever they are. Yeah. Um, like yeah. the Iron Man things. I love the look of them, by the way. I really hope they, they, they pay off in the episode because I, I love the design of them. They just look very classic already. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. I mean, that's a great, that was a great promo image of the two of them running off. Um, yeah, the Doctor's costume this series, I don't know. I, haven't, uh, I, I like him in the sort of more smart rather than the sort of casual hoodie you know, thing. I think it suits Capaldi better, but but it depends, you see, because I think it'll it'll work in with the story. Um, you know, and I the checkered trousers. I think yeah, they're not bad actually. Kind of a hark back to Trouter maybe, and uh, and I think Capaldi can pull off checkered checkered trousers. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't mind that. Um, I tell you what, I did find interesting about the trailer actually is that with the first trailer that we got a couple of weeks back, I did sort of when I saw the Daleks did sort of groan a little bit. Just a little bit. I just thought, oh Daleks again. I know they have to be in every every <laughs> once series series, but I did yeah. sort of think, oh Dal-. didn't get me excited. But weirdly enough, the thing I'm most excited about by this trailer is the Daleks. It's it, yeah. it's just because we've seen so many and uh, you know we've got the return of the Supreme Dalek. Um and yeah, I actually found myself thinking, wow the Daleks are back. And you know, and that's a good thing because I haven't felt like that for a while. Normally when I see the Daleks it's like Oh, them again. You know what I mean? But this time I was like, wow, they looked good. And we saw some old classic Daleks in there as well. And let's hope we get to see a bit more of them on screen this time because they were massively wasted in um, Asylum of the Daleks, weren't they? We just sort of saw, you know, they were in the shadows and stuff. And this looked proper bright. They were sort of looked like they were properly on on screen. So, yeah, I actually found myself getting a bit excited about the Daleks this time, which is is a good thing. You know, it's a first for a while. It is a good thing. Because yeah. um, you can have too much of a good thing. Yes. Well, yeah, you can, yeah. <laughs> I think the Daleks, not that, I don't know, I don't think people have been necessarily bored with them. But they haven't been used right, have they? They haven't had yeah, a good story. They haven't really been written in that well recently. I think, no, a bit like Cybermen. Yeah, I think one that could have been cool was um, in Series 8, um, I think it was called, um, was it called Inside the Dalek? Into the, into the into Dalek. Into the Dalek, yeah. I think that could have been fairly cool. But that ended up just being a legging through corridors for 45 minutes. Mm. Um, I didn't mind it, but yeah, I know what you mean. It was all right. It was kind of predictable as well. But I did notice there's a couple of shots of Missy with Daleks as well, which yeah. was like, hmm. I, you know, there's these rumours about her being quite heavily involved in this series. It's yes. um, yep. judging by the trailer. I'm starting to think those rumours might be true, um, which I think could work. It might give it a new dynamic. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One one big question for series nine, um, for mm. me is: is it going to be um, Clara's last series? I wonder, because mm. that it was supposed to be last series, wasn't it? And then we got, um, I think uh, the BBC. Last Christmas. Yeah, they said no, she's going to be coming back. And then we heard stories that she was coming back for series nine, but it was only going to be for part, part of it um, but now it's obvious that it's not going to be part way through she's in it for the for the lot so um, yeah she, is this going to be a final one do you reckon do you know what I actually don't think it is. everyone thinks it is I'm not so sure now you know um, I think she looks like she means business in the trailer as well you know there's lots of almost looks like she's joined Yuna or something there's lots of her with you know big action and there's a bit where she gets this giant sort of um uh, rocket launcher out or whatever it is and oh, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, she looks like she's um, getting in the thick of it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm 50-50 of this. I think, 
I think it is time she moved on. Um, but I'm not so sure she is leaving now, to be honest with you. I mm. think it's good publicity for the BBC to keep sort of, you know, dropping these breadcrumbs out there and making us think she's leaving and stuff. But I'm not so sure. I don't think she'll stay around too long. But, I mean, there's there's also all these rumours about um, the series being sort of cut short next year, isn't there? And only being specials. And there's a big rumour that she was due to leave in the second one of those or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. My gut, my gut feeling is that... Um, I think I don't think she's going to leave this series. No, at the minute, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not sure. I don't know. If you'd have asked me a couple of weeks ago, I'd have been, yeah, this is she's done. But I'm just not too sure now. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. I, I kind of think she should. I have to be honest. I kind of think she should. But well, I guess it depends what series nine is like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe she'll go off freelancing, like Martha Jones or something. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it looks Lofty. like I can imagine her and Martha actually with those rocket launchers. But yeah. I don't know. I think it's strange. Um, when when I say it depends what Series 9 is like, it's because in Series 7, I found Clara just a, a wet lettuce. She was just so... I didn't like Clara in Series 7. Series 8, she was an awful lot better. Uh, like, you know, we all talk about character development and stuff. Mm -hmm. She was a lot better in Series 8. Um, the only thing I would say was she was... The character was written really inconsistently. So, like, one week I thought she was quite strong. Um, the other week she'd sort of be, like, Forrest Sherwood back to almost like the Series 7 Clara. And then she'd be sort of almost mad and in a rage and throwing keys. Her sort of character was better and more interesting, but it was really inconsistent. So, right. yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where she is in Series 9. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't like her in 7. She grew on me in 8. Um, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, by Christmas, by last Christmas, I was just like, oh, Clara, just go. <laughs> I was really, by last Christmas, I was just ready for her to just leave, to be honest. So, I don't know. We'll see where she goes in Series 9, I think. Yeah, sure. Should be cool, though. Looking yeah, forward to good, it. Good trailer. Yeah. Last up in the news, um, we've got some sightings around Cardiff again. Mm. Yeah. So you probably would have seen on our Facebook page, um, I popped a pick up there of and a, a short story of um, uh, David Tennant and Paul McGann uh, being snapped together um, for quite a long time, actually, uh, over a course of a few days um, in Cardiff. Now, I don't want to read too much into this because just because they're two guys who have played the Doctor who are in Cardiff where the BBC make Doctor Who doesn't mean that they're involved with Doctor Who. No. However, it is very cool to think that they could be. It's just cool <laughs> that they're there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and RTD as well as was down there, wasn't he, with um Tennant? Yes. So that's so you got McGann, Tennant and RTD. Yeah. So that what's that surfaced up uh, shortly after. So you've got two doc uh, two actors who have played the doctor plus you've got RTD. It just seems I don't know. Is it? I, I'm. I'm not really too reading too much into the RTD thing, because um, I'm. I, it looks like he's a man of his word, Russell. And mm. when he came, when he, um, uh, when he gave that statement about, um, no, I won't be returning to Doctor Who. I, I kind of believe him, you know. So I, I don't think yeah. that he's there to have anything to do with the uh, with the show. But I can't help feeling that Tennant and McGann possibly because. Uh, one thing that some people have sort of grabbed and, and run away with is this whole thing about um, uh, the Doctor um, having the same face because they're going to revisit 
albeit very um, briefly, um, the Pompeii. whole Cecilius and the fires of Pompeii, which yeah. was a, which was a tenant story. So a lot of people have said, you know, tenants going to be involved because they need to explain that kind of thing, um, which is that'd be very cool. Potentially quite cool. Um, one thing I'm not sure is how the McGann thing thing fits into this. Yeah. So um, I think definitely possibly. Definitely, possibly. <laughs> I think I like that. I think potentially, maybe, definitely, in theory, possibly, uh, the whole tenant thing could be true with this whole explaining the doctor's faces and stuff. Um, but I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that McGann gets a look in somewhere. I would love that. I would absolutely love it if McGann appeared in it. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we, there's always lots of set visits. So whenever somebody sort of um, classic is spotted down in Cardiff, you know, there's rumours start. Like, you know, Katie Manning was at the console and um, Janet Fielding, there was a picture of her Capaldi. So there's always this thing of it's just a set visit. And I yeah. think with RTD, that's probably the case. But it's just the fact that we've got three of the big guns down there at the same time. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the thing. I just think, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's a set visit, and then there's three of the big guns down there at the same time. It's just like, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because I want to believe. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think, but, but yeah, I don't know. There's a bit of me that thinks some of these rumours hmm, could be true. And I, I do, I'd, lo I'd just love to see McGann back in it, you know. Yeah. And, and Moffat knows how much the fans love McGann and how, he, you know, we, we want more McGann. So... Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers and toes crossed. Yeah, it would be cool. I'm yeah, just... and I don't, you know, it would be. It's a shame if it's been sort of spoiled because it would have been a, the most unbelievable surprise. But I don't really care about that. If it is true, I just think brilliant. Yeah, and I don't think there was any because I know that McGann does the convention circuit, and mm. I don't think there was anything going on in Wales, or especially Cardiff, that at that time. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a, a, a convention because I know that Showmasters who do the London Film and Comic Con and Collectomania, they do a Cardiff version, but that it wasn't on then. Yeah, and also McGann, because I've been keeping an eye out because I have met McGann, but um, but it was years ago and I got him to sign the Withnail and I thing and I've kind of been desperate to get a Doctor Who photo. Signed. Hi, Adam. Hi. Hi. This <laughs> is quite a special moment. <laughs> That sounds more like Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard, <laughs> Jesus! Oh, it's just because you get hot. All oh, right, but, but no. But I so I've been kind of keeping an eye out for him to see where he's appearing. And do you know what? He he hasn't done many UK conventions this year. He's been in America a lot and and um, possibly Australia. I can't remember now because I do I do keep an eye out for him at UK conventions <laughs> and he hasn't done many because he was doing them for ages and I just yeah. don't know why I didn't get my you know what in gear and just get along to them you idiot um, and then as soon as i saw as soon as i thought yeah you know i haven't got a mcgann i haven't got a mcgann <laughs> doctor who um yeah as soon as i s decided that he seemed to sort of disappear off the circuit oh, man. um so yeah the chances are it, it's nothing yeah he's not down here for anything like that hmm yeah the thumbs are twiddling the cogs mm. are turning the cogs are turning yeah <laughs> we shall see we'll see yeah, that's going to wrap for news, I think. Yeah, a lot of good news. A lot of good stuff. Dude. Yes. What are we doing this week? We, this week, well, it's about time we did a Troughton, isn't it? We haven't done a Troughton story for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this week, it's the Mind Robber. What have you done to them? 
they're no longer human beings, just fictional characters. Now, if you consent to take my place here, they can be released. You really would do that? Uh, no, my dear sir, you would. Once you've taken up your post here, it could be your first official task as the new controller. I see, how very ingenious. I take it then that you agree? No, my answer is still no. How very unfortunate. I'm sorry to have to use violent methods, but you must submit you have no alternative. I have yet to see a robot that can climb. You cannot escape. But we will play your game a little longer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh dear, it's very pantomime, isn't it? That uh, that bit. Yeah, it's very like Doctor Who villain. Yeah, evil cackle stroking a cat somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So the mind robber. The mind robber. Yeah. You're right. We haven't done a Troughton. Um, well, there's so few to do, isn't there? Sort of, yeah. yeah. We're trying to sort of space them out because, oh, such so, sadly, you know, there's so little of his stuff available. Um, yeah. yeah. So this was back in 68. Mm. And this was um, an interesting format. This was over five episodes of yeah. just 20 minutes. Um, so, so all in all, it's just over an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes or something. Yeah, and it, was, um, it wasn't supposed to be, was it? It was supposed to be a four-parter. Yeah. Um, but the, because the Dominators sort of was supposed to be a six-parter but wasn't sort of um, – it, it was just stretching it too much. They sort of cut it by an episode and had added one onto this, which sort of caused major problems apparently because obviously there was no sort of budget for it or anything. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of – it is kind of the whole story I think was kind of made – on a bit of a shoestring and um you can tell yeah yes yeah exactly yeah it's kind of like they, they've thrown everything in there um that they had i think available yeah yeah um so story is thus um i think um so in the previous so the the, the episode starts with them going absolutely ballistic um well i say all of them jamie and zoe are going absolutely mental because um they're right next to a volcanic eruption, so there's loads of lava. Yeah. Um, and we'll get onto like the whole budget and shoestring thing a bit later, but the lava, um, which was like bubble bath, it's like yeah, it's like shaving <laughs> shaving so, foam or something, isn't or whatever, it? Yeah. Um, yeah. is rapidly approaching the TARDIS. But there's something wrong, as there always is. Um, they can't take off. The only way they can escape is the Doctor um, using the emergency get out clause. Is the best way I can describe it. Mm. which is like this little thing plugs onto the console and they're away. The only uh, caveat to this is that um, it doesn't place them anywhere specific. They get taken out of time and space. Yeah, it's like so, a void. So a void. They are nowhere. Um, and having arrived at nowhere, um, they start seeing strange things. Um, Jamie sees Scotland on the, on the scanner, the monitor, um, goes rushing out but it's obviously just white mist everywhere it's all in his mind um she goes uh, sorry zoe goes out because she's seen her home city which is this very cool map painting um jamie goes out um to try and find her but it's all just so it, you can tell immediately from the get-go this is all very uh mind gamey 
mm. and stuff. Hence the the title of the, of the, the episode. Um, the doctor's like, no. So this is all going on. Um, and then the doctor, I think something tries to um, sort of put images in his mind. He's not having it. He knows immediately something's not right. And then from then on, they get thrown into this kind of um, fairy tale esque uh, kind of escape um, story, if you like. Um, they get apprehended by um, various kind of classical fairy tale type characters. There's Rapunzel, there's uh, pirates, there's um, a very proper English uh, guard. Oh, yeah, it's um, Gulliver. <laughs> Gulliver, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, there's loads of people. There's a superhero from the future. The carcass. The carcass, yeah, loads of cool Medusa. people. <laughs> it all kind of... Um, so they, they go into this very huge forest, which is a giant maze, and they have to try and get out, and they get in, they're being chased by these toy soldiers as well. Then there's yeah. these strange-looking white soldiers who are there to... Uh, destroy them if they don't kind of fall in line I guess um, all culminates in this one guy who's been accosted by this huge great brain uh, to kind of um, keep things running because his imagination and his storytelling is um, is what he's after um, however he's getting too old so the plan is to try and get the doctor to replace him because he's timeless as they put it Yeah. Um, that doesn't go down too well the doctor disagrees ends up defeating him and off they go. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much the gist. That's pretty much it, yeah. yeah for those who haven't seen it. Um, so, let's kick off then. What do we think to this story as a whole? I, I actually really, I, I really enjoy it. I, I, I actually really like this one. Um, watching it again yesterday, um, I actually, I, when I think of this story, I always think of all the bits in the sort of... Um, fairy tale land mm -hmm. um but watching this again yesterday i actually think the first episode is the best i actually really like all the suspense and okay. it's really fast paced and uh, it's quite a simple episode but i actually think the first, which surprisingly is is the one not written by the the writer isn't it because it's written by peter ling i think is his only contribution to to doctor who but um the first yes. episode's actually written by derek sherwin um uncredited because obviously it was kind of a last minute add-on um, yeah, yeah I, I like I, I like the sort of start when they're in the void and they're all sort of being lured out by their own memories and um, and it's all quite mysterious. You sort of don't know what's going on. Once we get into the fairy tale land, um, I think it starts off pretty good. I, I love the you know there's some lovely scenes in there, uh, which to be honest, um, all credit to Patrick Troughton for for making the scenes as good as they are because I think with anyone lesser they they might have felt a bit flat, but he's so good in them. That I find it really enjoyable. Um, the only thing with the story is I do think being five episodes is too long um, because there is quite a bit of padding. I mean, episodes three and four, they do spend an awful lot of time just walking around um, and doing the same <laughs> tests over yeah. and over again. And, you know, it does, there's a lot of padding in the middle. Um, and then we get to episode five and obviously we find out who's behind it. And um, yeah, and it's quite a nice little sort of last episode so yeah overall i enjoy it um i don't think it's um i think yeah there's a bit of padding um but uh, yeah overall i like it how about okay. you uh yeah overall um i really like it I, I think it's a cool a cool story it's kind of a story of um of two halves for me really not in terms of time but you've got this one part of the story which is very like you say quite um suspenseful and 
Um, I, I like that they don't really know what's going on until quite later on in the story. Mm-hmm. So you've always got this underlying theme of, you know, why they're, they're constantly confused, uh, you know, about why they're there in the first place and what's going on and these strange things that are happening, especially the even the doctor at times. Um, he's He has this um, that one scene that, that comes to mind is where he these kind of strange symbols appear and then there's like a a, a blackboard thing and um, he has to work out and there's a well and, oh, then he, yeah. and then he has to rebuild Jamie's face and stuff. <laughs> Even he is very much kind of, um, you can see in his face, he's like, what the bloody hell's going on? You yeah. Know? And he, he, I don't think anything kind of troubles him too much because he works these puzzles out and stuff like that. But even he at times thinks, you know, I, I have no idea what's going on. Um, so, yeah. So there's that kind of thing, the whole suspense for, you know, why are they there? Because we know as the viewer, you know, we can see, um, uh, what's the uh, the guy's name? Um, uh, the Master. The Master, yeah. yeah. Played by, not uh, the Master, but... Uh, yes, yeah. we need to point that out. It's not the Master. Um, mm. Played by Emrys Jones, who was very good. Um, so we know that he is kind of behind it. We don't know what's his motivation until quite later on where we find out about the Master Brain and all that stuff. But we know as the viewer, but it's quite cool seeing those guys trying to figure it all out. And then the other side of the story is very much this um, kind of smattering and glittering of what the sort of zany characters and mm. um and it's kind of the, the way that those two things come together is a very cool kind of it all adds up to this just complete barminess yeah. of the whole thing because you've got the characters who are desperately trying to figure out what's happening and why they're doing what they're doing and they can't seem to get any sense out of anybody especially Gulliver <laughs> his character he's just he speaks in this very old english way um and he can't see the the, the toy soldiers at many times i love actually i love you know? that yeah i love it when he's just uh <laughs> I, I will let them know i will let them know sir and he's just there and they're walking past him and he's brilliantly not seeing any of it and um <laughs> i just love all that yeah yeah which is cool so they he can't see what's going on and they can't seem to get a straight answer out of him and he's trying to you know i, I don't know so it's kind of cool how those two things come together and it's not until the very end where everything as it does with classic who it kind of all um, sort of writes itself in the end. But I like the story for that fact, that there are yeah. two things going on and they kind of come together at the end. There's a, yeah, I, I agree. There's some nice ideas in it as well, actually, just going back to Gulliver, because he can only talk what, because he's fictional, he can only talk what's written yeah. in the book. So everything he sort of says is kind of um, straight out of the, the li- literature. And I, that's a really nice idea, I think, because you, uh, until that's pointed out, I just assumed he was just talking the way he does and I was thinking but then when the doctor says oh I know who you are now because you you can only speak you know what you've been sort of um, written about I thought that's a really nice idea you know and there's yeah. lots of little bits like that um, I, I, I think I was just going to go back and say I think Troughton is superb in this he really sells it even scenes where because there are scenes where he's got to play you know it takes him a bit long to sort of figure stuff out that we figured out sort of 10 minutes ago but but he really sells it well I think you know um, when he's doing all the games, you know, oh, yeah. you know the yeah. bit with the kids as well, when he's working out what's, uh, you know, what do you make of a sword, you know, and all that. And he's really <laughs> sort of playful with it. And it's, you know, all those little scenes, I think he's brilliant in it. And in episode one, when there's all that tension, because if you think about it, there's not an awful lot going on in terms of the story, but there is a good tension there. Like um, with Trouton sitting saying, you know, I'm not going out and, 
you know, he, I think, well, actually, I think all three of the cast are good, but I think Trouter mm-hmm. really sells the scenes uh, well, you know, which perhaps could have, you know, possibly fell a bit flat otherwise. Um, and, yeah. the, you know, let's talk about, I mean, the scene where he does, gets Jamie's face wrong <laughs> is just brilliant. And what a great way, because Fraser Hines got chicken pox, didn't he? So he That's had right. to sort of bow yeah. out very quickly and was replaced by Hamish Wilson, is it? That's right. Yep. I've got to look at it, yeah. Yep. Um, and what a great way to do it. And I mean, I mean, probably just lucky in terms of the story because there probably wasn't, you know, you know what a brilliant way to do it in terms of the story and everything that's happening around them that, uh, that he's turned into a cardboard cutout and the Doctor has to piece together his face to bring him back to life. What a brilliant idea. <laughs> and the fact that Troughton's so confident when he's putting the face on and then gets it completely wrong. <laughs> it's just a great scene. Yeah, cool. I just was... love it. I yeah. just absolutely love it. Because he's like, oh, yes, that's definitely his nose. And, and then obviously when he pops to life, it's uh, Hamish Wilson. And then again, when the when he has to do it a second time, and obviously it does bring Jamie back into the show. And it's the, the lovely interaction between him and Zoe, because he sort of picks the wrong nose again. And she's like, no... And then he pretends he's like, no, 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 I know it's not the right one. You know, they're, they're brilliant. I think all three of the cast actually work incredibly well. Like Fraser, yeah. um, Wendy Pabry, isn't it, Zoe, and, and Patrick Charlton. I think you can tell that they got on well. And, and I think as a sort of three sort of TARDIS team, I think they're really, really good. They are good. Um, I yeah. thought they were very cool in this. Because um, you have some... Uh, you have some episodes in the the classic years where companions have a habit of um, not really doing much. They could just kind of run around screaming and are mm. no use whatsoever. And um, I, I know that some of the early Sarah Jane stories were a bit like that, where she didn't really contribute a great deal in terms of you know sorting anything out, but she did a great job of screaming and yeah, and that sort of thing. But I think in this they were. I mean, there was there was a few times where where Zoe was a bit screechy. Yeah. Um, but not too much. I think she was, like you say, they all work very well together. This is one of those episodes where um, they the chemistry is very, very good. Mm. Um, and I think that Jamie's character, um, I think Fraser plays him with this very kind of um, almost tunnel vision, uh, one-way thinking, which is mm. very cool because um, it, it's quite cool when, when we've seen companions who have got a very strong will and are strong-minded and can stand up to the Doctor. Um, so Rose had that at times. Mm. Uh, Donna Noble, very, you know, she was very much yeah. like that. And that really, wor- that really works well with the Doctor's character. When you have somebody who's very strong, um, that can kind of bounce off of him and, uh, and not just let him lead the way all the time. And they did that very well in this one. Um, yeah actually you're right about zoe as well because i mean she is a good screamer she does do a good scream but but they have given her more because she's quite intelligent as well isn't she, she that's like right. she works yeah. out the maze and to, well i can't remember what she says like to this two two lefts to every right or something she she's got a bit more to her than just screaming whereas i think some of the earlier companions perhaps um were sort of lumbered with just falling falling over <laughs> and twisting their ankle and screaming and and that sort of thing so yeah i, I think they're really good yeah. I, I do i do tell you what i love about the first episode as well is that we the TARDIS feels like a bit more epic, even though we only see one more little room. But it's just the fact that they talk about it. They're like, Jamie's sort of like, oh, I'm going to go and get changed. And the Doctor's off to make something in his little room. And then Zoe comes into that little room and we see this sort of, it's, I think we only see one walk. But do you know what I mean? You see another room in the TARDIS. Yeah. And even though we don't see loads, we get the feeling that the TARDIS is just this vast ship 
Um, and that's something I kind of miss in the new series, to be honest with you, because we often, you know, like Journey to the TARDIS, I'm so yeah. looking forward to seeing more of the TARDIS, and it was an absolute shambles. But but in the old series, you just, even if you didn't sort of necessarily see that much, you just got the feeling that it was massive. And, and I love that we see a bit more of the TARDIS in this story. And I, I can't believe they actually painted the TARDIS white for that, sort of three second clip of the doctor coming out of it <laughs> Do you know oh yeah i was yeah. thinking they've actually because I, I looked on the production notes they actually painted it white oh yeah just for that yeah. scene which um i don't know if they'd have done that now they'd have just digitally enhanced it wouldn't they or they something. would now yeah but, yeah it's a yeah. lot of effort for, for for literally three seconds of screen time but uh but yeah i i just i just liked all that talking of special effects actually something they would have done now in cgi i'm sure is the unicorn and obviously in this, they've actually got a proper horse and, and pretty much super glued this horn to it, the horn thing, and then got it to run in some warehouse in Croydon. Um, I mean, there's a lot of effort gone into it, you know, um, which yeah. again, to these days would probably be so easy to do. And it doesn't look that bad, actually, does it? I mean, I can't see the. Apparently it had some harness keeping that thing on its head, but I, I couldn't see it. Could no, you? It was, I, thought it, I yeah. thought it looked all right. It was fairly well done, I think. You're right. I think they use some kind of glue because you, you can't see any straps or elastic bands no. or anything. No. no, I think it looked all right. I mean, some of the things that don't look so good are the Minotaur, but they keep it very brief, <laughs> don't they? The yeah. Minotaur. I know that it's probably better when it's in the shadows. The carcass looks horrendous and is horrendous. <laughs> um, but I do like Medusa because I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a um, nostalgic love for stop start animation because it kind of reminds me of like Jason and the Argonauts and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I actually yeah. really like Medusa. I know it looks very dated um, and, and whatever, but, but I do like the Medusa. I think that's, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, she did look cool. I like that. The whole stop motion thing. It's, um, it's got a very, uh, uh, very cool look to it, which you can't replicate really. Yeah, it's classic, um, classic of yeah. its time. And the way that the, oh, that Jason the Argonauts as well, the way they did Medusa mm. there was great. So, yeah, um, I would have liked to have seen her move a bit more because all we yeah. saw was her the snakes and her hair, really. But and the hand. <laughs> yeah, but I guess, you know, they like we said earlier, they would have had a, a pretty small budget, I would say. So they probably blew most of it on on Medusa's hair and, and the, the unicorn and stuff, but... Because um, I'm amazed there's actually location. They went all the way to Sussex to film those rocks. I'm amazed they didn't do that in the studio as well. Like some of the decisions seem crazy now. They probably were really normal back in the day. Yeah, but you know the bit yeah. where Jamie's by the rocks and then mm -hmm. it cuts to back to the studio with Rapunzel. And you know, I can't believe they went all the way to Sussex to film like that one minute scene by the rocks. It's, where he's climbing. Seemed, yeah, yeah, seems yeah. mad. But uh, yeah. it adds something to it, I think. Yeah, it does. Um, and I think the. Um, the way that they did the that when you say that they went to Sussex to do the rock climbing thing and then it was up in the set I think because I'm not sure if it's just because it's in black and white although you can tell anyway but there was quite a cool um, consistency throughout every, each episode mm. there wasn't any one scene really, apart from the unicorn bit there wasn't any one scene really that leapt out and I thought oh they did that like a month later or they did mm. that like you know on a different camera or something like that. It's um, it's all fairly consistent, which you don't always get with the classic stuff. Um, so that that was quite cool. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Actually, yeah, it's it's pretty well um, it's pretty well directed. I'm just looking. Oh, it's David Maloney. Yeah, David Maloney is the director. Yeah, it's well done. 
Um, considering, like you said, I mean, they were under pressure. And I know, having watched the little documentary on the DVD, that Troughton was pretty annoyed um, when he was given the extra episode where it's just the three of them because he was like, well, we're doing twice as much work in one episode as we'd normally do. Um, and he was sort of feeling the pressure because it was sort of midweek, uh, sorry, midway through filming the series. So they were all a bit tired by then. And yeah. so um, I, I don't know whether that adds to the to the performance though, because I feel like he's a bit slightly tetchy in that first episode. And I feel like he's sort of, um, you know, because he's getting quite sort of uh, erratic, isn't he? Um, and I really like it. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's just part of it. Troughton. Troughton, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. I mean, like you said earlier, he's 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 on form for this one. He's very, very cool. Um, there is one tiny thing, though, that I, I don't even know if it's worth mentioning, but there's one no, tiny thing that kind of, um, I, I wish Troughton wouldn't do so much. And that is the, 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 the shouting after the companions' names and the little whines so much. <laughs> it's, it, there was um, it, it, at the end of a lot of scenes you have this thing where they kind of close off the scene with the doctor in this big kind of hump like you know at the beginning of the scene where you know stuff's kicking off mm. you know you can just say Jamie no oh, you know yeah. oh, Jamie and Zoe yeah and then at the end of the scene it's like oh no <laughs> you know it's got, it, it, he has a habit of and I'm sure this is just you know all part of the charm and stuff, but it it's just seems like yeah. it's just all all the time. It's like Jamie, oh no, and, and then like you know you're off to the next scene and stuff, and you think, yep. Yeah, there's that. a lot of that at the end as well when they're um, <laughs> turned into fiction, isn't there? He's a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. I love that bit actually. I must say, uh, at the end when he's sort of thinking, oh, I've got control of it now, and then he goes to say his name, the Doctor. This is, and then he realizes as soon as he says his name, he will become fiction. Oh yeah. And I yeah. thought, what a great. That's brilliant. I really like that. But it did make me wonder why he doesn't become fiction when the Master writes him in. That was the only thing. I don't know if there's a reason for that. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking, oh, right. well, yeah. why does it have to be him that says it? I don't know, but a minor thing. Um, one of the notes I've made, actually, is the first time I watched this, I don't know how old I was, but um, was I loved the first cliffhanger where the TARDIS exploded. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. obviously I know, you know, I, I wasn't born when this went out. And uh, so the first time I watched this was on VHS, I think. And um, yeah, I just remember thinking, oh, what a great ending. Um, <laughs> and watching it again yesterday, my the memory cheats because I always thought it ended with the TARDIS exploding, but we actually do get another little scene afterwards with them spinning on the console. Don't we? It's oh, yeah. sort of the yeah. smoke. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was part of the next episode. So I was a bit like, Oh, cause I haven't watched this one for a while. Um, and obviously there's that famous, you know, scene of shot. I mean, of Zoe's, um, pert little bottom on the console <laughs> yeah. uh, you know as it's spinning around but um yeah i i, I kind of wish it had ended when the tires exploded actually i was almost a little bit disappointed that my my memory of it wasn't as as clear as it was you know <laughs> oh, what i mean okay. I, yeah. when it exploded i was like oh, i still love the ending but then we got this extra little bit of them on the console and i was thinking oh that should have been next week but um but it's probably because the episodes were so under running on time anyway weren't they because yeah. like you said yeah. they're only like 20 minutes each or whatever but but yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool cliffhanger, that isn't it? Yeah, TARDIS cool. exploded. Yeah. Um, I don't think some of the other cliffhangers are as good because they kind of um, they kind of repeat a bit after that, don't they? It's just them getting trapped, but you know that they're going to say the so and so doesn't exist, and that's going to get them out of it. That's the yeah. that's one yeah. of the sort of negative things I wrote about it. We do kind of have this 
repetitive thing of you know that they're just going to say it doesn't exist so that will kill it sort of thing mm-hmm. um which we have a couple of times but but yeah overall i, I do really like this one yeah yeah it was pretty cool what um, do you think of emrys jones as the master because i did describe him a bit pantomime before in his performance but it's not bad pantomime it's not he's behind you villain but it's he's a little bit theatrical isn't it but yeah. it works there was a few moments yeah there was a few moments where he did go a little bit panto, but I think overall he was very good. Um, he kind of reminded me a lot of the um, the professor from uh, the Web of Fear. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. You yeah. know, they've got that that same or very similar look and how they um, and, and how they are like very old school British and big guys with beard and stuff. They they are quite similar, but I think I don't know. I think there's something about. Um, uh, Emrys Jones, the way he plays this, he's very, um, he's very upfront and kind of almost forceful, and then can retract, you know, just as quickly. You know, when, when the Doctor kind of stumps him a little bit and stuff like that, he does re- kind of retract into this much more, you know, on on the defensive. The way he plays that character, but I think overall, I, I really enjoyed his scenes. There were there were a couple of bits like in the clip that we played earlier, where he's a bit like. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's a bit evil bit villain but, yeah. yeah but um no i thought he was quite cool yeah no i I, th- I thought the same actually yeah i thought he was he was quite good and he works well with trouton yeah. yeah and i thought there was um when i first watched this i watched this a, a couple of years ago now under the first time and i remember when i first watched it i thought is that the great intelligence yeah i was thinking that and i think that must get a lot of people when they've watched this for the first time mm. um so not, I was even thinking it yesterday, and I mean, I've seen yeah. it a few times before, but as I say, not for a while. And so my memory was getting a bit muddled. And I thought the same thing when I saw that big spinning, you know, globe or whatever it is behind it. I was thinking, is that the great intelligence? I can't remember <laughs> now. Yeah, so I did the same thing. And and also, actually, I did think, um, we've said about this before, about villains that actually aren't villains. And uh, the, the master character in this kind of fits into that, because he's yeah. not a bad person, is he? He's kind of been trapped in this thing you know it just wants to get out so I, again i like that and i can't remember you mentioned it um on a story we did recently and i can't think which one it was about a villain that's actually not all bad and i really oh, like yeah. that because it's not something we get so much now yes who was that yeah i was trying to think yesterday I yeah put it in my notes but i couldn't remember who it was yes i remember that though there was a, a character we spoke about and i thought he's not really a bad guy He's just, yeah. Because yeah, I was thinking, is the because doc- I couldn't remember if the Doctor, I thought when the thing exploded at the end that the poor old master guy got it in this, but I was kind of relieved that the Doctor does save him because I thought, you know, he's a goodie, really. You know, he needs saving. He's a goodie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's kind of like that. And I think that um, it, it's interesting to think that there's a, a slight backstory there because he would have had to have gone through all of that stuff that the Doctor was going through before he ended up kind of being the the whatever it is his title is. Yeah, I know what you mean. The, yeah. the great whatever. What's his the, what's his title? Not the master. Um you know, you, you know he's what he is. I know I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I can't think either, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but he's cool though. It's quite cool. It goes it does go mad at the end though. And again I'd forgotten about this. Like you know the bit where they're um sort of mad. having the battle of wits yeah. <laughs> and they're like bringing in uh, oh, I can't say Gerard de Bergerac and um and pirates and, and it suddenly goes mental at the end. <laughs> and I'd I'd forgotten yeah. about that because it's not yeah, it hadn't stuck in my mind that all these guys are 
just brought into it. It almost gets a little bit silly, but it, it doesn't matter really because it's kind of the end of the story and it just adds a bit of freshness to it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was a bit like, I mean, the, the, it is a little bit silly, isn't it? I thought, oh, yeah, you know, Blackbeard and Lancelot. Oh, Blackbeard, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten about all that. But yeah, who's the guy that fights uh, D'Artagnan? Uh, D'Artagnan, what, what's that guy? The massive nose. Uh, Serrano de Bergerac. Yeah, they nailed his nose. How did that? Fall, how did that not fall off? Oh, it off? looks horrible, doesn't it? I know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they must have had some really strong super glue back in the day. Yeah, the uni- a, you know, for that and the unicorn, they're yeah, probably yeah. still wearing it now. <laughs> those those poor actors, yeah. you know, suffering for their art. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So yeah, overall pretty cool, I think. Overall pretty good. Yeah. Shall we do some scoreage? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, where are we? Right. Okay. Who's I've completely forgotten whose turn it is to go first. So you you go first on this one. Oh man. Okay. Oh, do you want me to go? That's cool. Um, I'm going to give this a seven. A seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm slightly higher than you. I'm seven point five. Okay. Um, uh, I sort of I actually initially went to write eight because I do really enjoy it. Um, but I I slightly went down just because there were there were a few bits. I mean, it's mainly just the padding and it gets a bit repetitive in the middle. So I did go down slightly to a seven point five. But I really enjoyed this one. I think it's a fun watch. I think the cast are great in it, um, and I think they did really really well with what they had at the time in terms of the time constraints, mm-hmm. having to write an episode in like five minutes and have no budget. And do you know what I mean? I think overall, it's a great little story with. You know, if you know the back or the backstory of how it came about and stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's enjoyable. I think it's just a, a, a nice, easy watch. Yeah, I th- I thought that as well. It's an enjoyable watch. It's very, very easy to watch. The only mm. I would have scored it a little bit higher, but I think that um, the majority of that seven out of ten is for the cast. Really, um, I think the story itself was a wee bit kind of predictable, and it yeah. was a bit samey throughout. And um, yeah, there's, and there's a few plot holes, you know. Like I said, you sort of think, well, if why you, couldn't they do that if this? You know, what I mean, like you know, the master sort of putting him through all these tests and stuff, and mm-hmm. could have easily got the doctor there. And then obviously the doctor knows he's going to have to pit his wits against him to win. So yeah, it's a little bit. There's a few plot holes, a little bit predictable, but but uh, overall it is enjoyable. And yeah. um, I did forget to ask you actually, how did you think Hamish Wilson did as Jamie, considering he was just thrown in at the last minute? I think. <laughs> Do you think it worked all right? Um, yeah, I think he did pretty well. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, he's Lots actually of... proper Scottish as well, so he's got a much thicker Scottish accent, hasn't he? You can tell immediately as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That no, is quite so cool. Fair play to Hamish Wilson for for, for that. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Probably my favourite scene in it, actually, when he gets his face <laughs> wrong. Just love it. It is funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so 7 and a 7.5 for you. Yeah. Uh, what did our listeners think? Um Considering we've been away for a couple of weeks, you guys have still jumped on here and given us your thoughts, which is really cool. Thank you very much. Um, So Nick Gill, hey buddy, Um, he's put, well, as a Troughton fan, uh, I was always a little disappointed with this one. Um, It doesn't really get going and is an episode too long. Uh, Some interesting ideas, but not one of my favourites. Okay. Uh, George Coppen, not... Um, not usually a fan of long six-part stories, but this one is brilliant. Uh, I love the idea for this for this episode, and the cliffhangers are fantastic. Uh, one of my, if not my favourite, Trouton episode, eight out of ten. Cool. Callum MacArthur, uh, haven't watched this one. Um, Got to go out and buy it. 
uh, have to wait until I go to a convention at the end of August. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoy, mate. Um, uh, oh, no. I hope I'm saying this right. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, it's another one of those. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, F- uh, Fionn Walsh? Oh, it's Finn. 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 Yeah. Oh, I man. asked him. Finn Walsh. Uh, very good story. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those sit down and watch uh, in one go, eight out of ten. I'd agree with that. You can watch it all in one go. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Knight, uh, really like it. Very fun and creative. Uh, the second Doctor is awesome as always, and Fraser Hines has mastered the Scottish accent. <laughs> uh, and the robots are very cute. Uh, the fight scene between uh, Zoe and Carcass is silly, um, but it's the land of fiction, so at least there's a reason for that. Very enjoyable, eight out of ten. Yeah, I'd forgotten to mention that fight scene, actually, because that, <laughs> that is probably one of the low points. But um, again, I think Troughton saves it just by being silly, so I can overlook it. Because he's like, uh, don't do anything rash. And oh, yeah. just, it just, just made me laugh, because I was about to write, oh, dreadful fight scene. But then he said that, which kind of saved it. Do you know what? Fight scenes weren't that great back in Classic Who. No, they weren't. No. There's one with Adric that springs to mind, which is just <laughs> laughably embarrassing to watch, but... Is that the one where he kicks that robot? Yeah. Yeah. Um, visitation. Visitation, yeah. Oh, oh man. Anyways, right. Ben Smith. Uh, this one is very overrated by the fan base. Ooh. Uh, it just feels too long, a bit boring. However, this is probably due to the fact that they never needed to add another episode. Uh, it gets very silly at the end and pretty much repeats the same cliffhanger. Having said that, the idea and setting of the episode is extremely original and clever. Uh, but a four out of ten. Yeah, I do. I do agree about the cliffhanger getting repeated. I, I did think that as well. I, I just think it would have made a cracking four-parter. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, uh, and it does go a bit nuts at the end. Yeah. Uh, Will Lloyd, uh, absolutely superb. One of the Trouton gems. It's full of wacky ideas and a brilliant setting. And that first episode is absolutely superb. Uh, he gives it nine out of ten. Oh, cool. Uh, last up, Lewis Palmer. Uh, I bought this and watched it recently and really loved it. I can see why many people like it. It's not up there with the likes of The Invasion or The Moonbase, um, but it's really solid on its own. Uh, the idea that they used to cover up Fraser Hines' absence was freaking ingenious. Yeah. Uh, overall, a great piece of 60s Who, and although a bit silly towards the end, still holds up really well. Eight and a half out of ten, smiley face. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think, and also I was thinking yesterday, because I watched this pretty much all in one go, and I was thinking... I have to remind myself, you know, these these weren't made to be watched as one whole thing. So I guess if you if you were watching it one a week, it, it would you know be, it would flow better. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You you wouldn't get so bored you know, in terms of the repetitive nature of it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a I had a couple on Geeks handbag. I uh, had Jace House. He says uh, when the show pushes the boundaries and comes up with a unique, compelling story, the writing in this one was great, and the way they wrote Fraser out due to being away was brilliant. <laughs> Only a story like this could have done it and done so much ease. Yeah, it did work well. Um, and uh, he also mentions Wendy's spacesuit, which I think he particularly liked. Um, <laughs> Harry Walker. He said the mind robber is a gem of a story. He's totally in awe of it. Um, it's not strictly science fiction, but that doesn't bother me because the fundamental notion of the adventure through time and space is fantastical. Oh, I like that word. Fantastical. Uh, and fantastical. And venturing into the world of fiction is even more fantastical. And I totally dig it. Funky and quirky, my highlights 
being the unicorn and Jamie's change of face. Patrick Troughton is charming, and this excellent story is one of my favourites of his. Ultimately, one of my favourites of all time, and he's given it a ten out of ten. Whoa! Brilliant. Okay, cool, Harry. I must admit, I do like. I do agree with you, Harry. It's great. I do do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what are we going to do next week? Next week, um, it, we've got a Smith episode next week. Matt Smith. Um, we're going to be doing Hyde. Hyde. From Series 7, isn't it? Is it 7? Uh, no, it's 7. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So easy to lose track. Do you know, I remember when this was being advertised. I can't believe it's already a couple of years ago. Yeah, so we're doing Hyde next week, Matt Smith episode. So, we'll put the thing up and give us your thoughts on that one. Yeah. Uh, I remember the post. I don't remember the the advert or the trailer, but I remember the poster. I remember seeing the poster for it. That's exactly what I'm thinking, which which is why I think it's Series Seven because that's when we were getting all these big movie posters, and that's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking. Whenever I look at the, whenever I think of Hyde, that's what I think of that that poster. Yeah, of it kind of yeah looking through the glass or whatever. Yeah, yeah, cool. Should be, should be a good one. Yeah, haven't done a Smith in a while. That'd be good. Yeah. So I think that's going to wrap for fifty one. Mm. So, thank you for joining us for 51. It's been uh, very cool being back um, in the hot seat. It has, yeah. Yeah, it's good to be home. Indeed. It, is, it does feel like home. So, uh, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, on to trivia. So last, not last week, a few weeks ago, we asked you, what was the 100th story to be broadcast? Yeah. And the answer to that was The Stones of Blood. Yeah, I kicked myself when I read that because I knew that. But when, when you asked the question, um, I couldn't think. Um, I can't remember what I thought it was, but as soon as you said Stones of Blood, I was like, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, trivia question for this week. Um, by what names do the Doctor and his companions call themselves in The Gunfighters? Oh. Oh. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. By what names do the Doctor and his companions call themselves in The Gunfighters? Just leap over to Twitter or Facebook, shoot us a quick answer. We'll read them out next week. Did, um, did anyone get Stones of Blood right? Uh, I don't think so. All right. We had no correct answers for that. Yeah. Might be because yeah. we left it a couple of because we've been away a couple of weeks. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so join, um, yeah. So check out uh, Adam's channel on YouTube and Facebook. Just do a search for the Geeks Handbag. Yeah. Now I'm home. I'll have to start making some videos again. You need to pull your finger out now, dude. Oh, I've got so much record as well. <laughs> I did loads of filming in Port Berrien. Yeah. So yeah, I need to get my pull my finger out now. Cool. Uh, go to um, the Big Blue Box uh, website, which is just bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk from there you can jump off to Twitter and Facebook give us a like and a follow and you can also subscribe to the show in iTunes and some other bits and bobs Um, on the subject of iTunes if you want to give us a review um, and a rating on there that would be fab fab dabby dozy that really helps us that's really cool until then uh, have a fantastical weekend have a fantastical weekend and a good week Uh, we will see you next time for our review of Hyde Uh, so my name's Gary and my name's Adam. And until then, Hell on, on